0: All right, hello everyone. I would like to welcome you to Collectively Speaking, a podcast presented by Ujima Inc., the National Center on Violence Against Women in the Black Community. My name is Whitney Parker. I am Ujima's program specialist and the host of this episode of Collectively Speaking. Um, on this episode, we are going to be discussing the import- the importance of supporting the black and brown men and women of the LGBTQ community. Um, but before we get before I introduce my guests, um, I want to remind everyone that if you would like more information about Ujima, you can visit us at ujimacommunity.org or send us an email at ujimainfo at ujimacommunity.org. And don't forget to follow us on all social media platforms at Ujima community is the handle for every, for all the platforms. So, um, to get started, um, I would like to introduce our guest today. So, as I mentioned, we are going to be discussing the importance of supporting our LGBTQ brothers and sisters in the Black community. And today, we are going to be chatting with Kai Hartsfield, did I say that? last You did, okay. yeah. <laughs> um, from the Black Youth Project 100, also known as BYP 100. Kai is a 23-year-old from Richmond, Virginia, who is dedicated to racial, environmental, and food justice. That's interesting. <laughs> um, Kai graduated from George Mason University in 2018 with a bachelor's in international studies and is a grant writer as well as a member and communications co-chair for Black Youth Project uh, 100. Um, and Kai's pronouns are there,
1: they, and them. Welcome, Kai. Thank you.
0: So, before we get into the interview questions, um, what do you mean food justice?
1: Yeah, so, food justice is, I guess, kind of a part of environmental justice. Mm-hmm. It's really looking at how our food is produced, um, and grown, and whether or not it's grown ethically. Um, a lot of the way that our food is grown, um, and harvested, it's not done in a very, um, in a, in a good way, it's, it's people aren't getting paid enough, um, the working conditions um, are putting folks at risk of different um, diseases and conditions, um, particularly a lot of laborers that are coming from Mexico to like pick our food. Um, mm-hmm. But then also looking at like food access and the ways that, um, that food is distributed, the WDC really too. Mm-hmm. Um, in my undergrad I did um, a research project Looking at food justice in D.C. in uh, Southeast D.C., there's only like two grocery stores there, and so um, really looking at how we can more equitably distribute our food um, because it is such an important part of um, of justice. So yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: and I think that might be a great conversation for another episode. Yeah. about you know, around, how, especially in the black community, um, what is available to us. Right. So um, I remember reading an article and I believe it was a neighborhood in Oakland and no, it was Detroit. And the people were complaining that all we have in our neighborhood is, say, fried chicken places mm-hmm. and, you know, um, fast food joints. Yeah. And there are no grocery stores and no um, places that are affordable for them to go and get fresh goods yeah so they started this community garden and you know the community comes out they nurture the garden take care of it and that's where they get their fresh you know vegetables and fruits but also they were just saying how difficult it is you know to get stores to even come into some of the
1: communities and you know
0: yeah offer people what they need so that's definitely a conversation we can have
1: you should it's it's (laughs) definitely interesting and definitely like Um, important for DC yeah
0: yeah Yeah, Yep. okay so let's get into our um, interview here so can you tell us a little bit about BYP 100 um, how the organization supports black LGBTQ and then just give us a little oversight about what you do with the organization
1: yeah so Black Youth Project 100 um, is an organization of young um, black activists and organizers that are age 18 and 35, um, all fighting for black liberation. Um, and we do that through a black queer feminist lens, which for us means um, that we're censoring the most marginalized voices um, at every level of the work that we do. Um, so we're centering LGBTQ folks, trans folks, um, people who are gender non-conforming, people who are incarcerated, undocumented, really anyone who isn't, um, isn't isn't visible in our society, and um, is experiencing violence um, from the state. Um, and we also are an abolitionist organization, so um, in the work that we do, we're trying to divest from prisons and police, and rather invest in community, and um, looking at what safety looks like um, without those institutions. Okay,
0: and can you give us a little overview of
1: what you do exactly for? Yeah, so I recently, well I started organizing with PYP 100 in September, um, and recently became the communications co-chair, so a lot of what I do is um, really thinking about our messaging, um, thinking through social media strategy, digital strategy, and working on our campaign, um, which is to decriminalize sex work in D.C., Um, because we know that a lot of folks who are doing sex work are doing it um, because they're black trans women and they don't have access to other jobs, and other um, sources of income, so it's really a way to keep a roof over them head, their heads and um, get food. Um, and so, the work that I do is really um, the messaging for that campaign and for BYP One Hundred internally as well. Okay. Yeah.
0: Great. Um, so, with that being said, what are some of the challenges that you face so far while doing this work,
1: personally? Or
0: well, uh, well, let's we can um, do both questions. So, personally and uh, professionally.
1: Okay. Um, so I guess as a whole, one challenge that we have, um, our politics are, are pretty radical. You know, a lot of organizations aren't um, dedicated to abolition and, to, um, and aren't exclusively black in the way that we are. And so being in coalition with other organizations, um, it can be difficult to, to be on the same page um, as far as our politics. But it's something that we definitely um, work through and work um, And I definitely build in coalition with other organizations throughout the city um, and throughout the nation because BYP is in other cities as well. Mm -hmm. Um, But I guess a challenge that I faced, um, I'm a very introverted person and shy person. (laughs) And so um, I think a lot of times when you think of social justice work, um, we see like a person on the megaphone screaming, right? And so it can be hard to find um, a place in the work that suits that suits me. Um, but I've definitely um, learned to, like, use my introverted personality um, as, like, an asset and, and um, to build relationships and things like that. So that's been a challenge, but I'm definitely, like, finding ways to, to deal with it.
0: And finding yourself, you basically forcing yourself right. to be an extrovert.
1: Exactly. Stepping out of my comfort yep. zone, but also, like, knowing when I need to take a step back mm-hmm. and and be by myself.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yep, And that, you know, and that's definitely... Um, a great thing to acknowledge about yourself, and yeah. like knowing that you want to make a difference—that this is what I need to force myself to do right. in order to get the message across. So that's good that you've already acknowledged that, yeah. and you know you're able to do that. So, um, personal challenges, professional challenges—are there any challenges that your peers have faced that they've talked about? Um, maybe you guys have had have discussed on how we're going to uh, conquer some of these um, yeah. obstacles or issues.
1: I think a big issue for all of us is that this is um, this is like volunteer work, right? So we we have whatever jobs we're doing or whatever we're doing to um, for income, but then this is what we're doing in our free time, and so it can be hard to to create boundaries and really find the time to to dedicate um, in, in, a, in a way that's taking care of yourself and all your other needs as well. Um, but um, with that, I guess comes accountability and really finding ways to hold each other accountable. Um, because there are people who are in and out of the organization, and it's it's um, yeah, it's, it's, it's difficult to, to hold one another accountable, mm-hmm. but it's something we work through. <laughs> okay.
0: All right. And so when it comes to the topic of LGBTQ, mm-hmm. um, there still is this stigma in the black community, also um, in our faith-based communities. So my question to you is, what kind of support would you like to see from the Black community when it comes to issues um, related to Black LGBTQ yeah. related to the community?
1: Um, I think a big thing is uplifting um, and censoring us and our our challenges, our stories, and really not not thinking about it, you know, as at the end of, of whatever you're doing, but but really. Incorporating us at all levels, right? So whatever work you're doing um, Thinking thinking about how it's going to affect us um, Differently, Mm -hmm. Um, so that's one thing and then also a lot of a lot of trans people and a lot of LGBTQ people um, Are struggling to find jobs and and are being discriminated against in the job market Um, I I saw 48% of employers in DC said that they would not hire a trans woman and like and so, like that's the reality for a lot of mm-hmm. a lot of people. Um, and so, fund, funding individuals that you know who are struggling, um, but also organizations who are doing community work and on the ground work is um, really important. Okay. Yeah. Okay.
0: Wow, that number is right. It's heartbreaking. Um, okay, so I don't want to. I, I I love what BYP 100 is doing, so I don't want to <laughs> spend all of our time on um lgbtq i also want to talk about um some of the other projects that you all um are working on yeah so you guys are heavily involved in black issues and when you go to their website it's this laundry list of everything you can imagine that um basically you know black people um what's the word i want to use that are, are Relevant to what we're going through. Yeah, so um, I don't know some of the things I saw in there. So obviously racism restorative justice public policy white supremacy <sighs> black feminism and that's just a few of them Right, right. <laughs> so um, Do you have a team that specializes in these different areas? And um, If so, how how are you guys broken up is that because I know you have chapters and everything how how does that work?
1: Yeah, so we don't, we don't, we don't silo it or break it up um, because it's really all interconnected. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, when we say that we're we're organizing and, and doing this work through a Black queer feminist lens, we're thinking about um, how we can incorporate restorative justice and in, in Black feminism and um, all the issues that we're that we're tackling. So, with decriminalized sex decriminalizing sex work, that is a Black feminist issue, that is a restorative justice issue. It's also, you know, an issue dealing with racism and white supremacy. Um, so we, we really try and bring those things into everything that we're doing. Um, but we also do have a team um, as for restorative justice. Um, it's our Healing and Safety uh, Council, um, which is um, like a, a group of folks who are dedicated to um, really um, working through any conflicts that we're having in the organization or outside of the organization with a member. Um, so. Any um, any harm that a member has created or is involved in, um, the Healing and Safety Council really tries to work through that um, through a transformative justice way, um, and really, you know, looking for alternatives and ways to deal with harm that doesn't involve other institutions, okay. but instead do it um, internally. Okay. Yeah.
0: Nice. Um, are there any misconceptions that you've run into about <laughs> your organization? <laughs>
1: Um, I think a big misconception is that, like, all we do is direct action and and protests and demonstrations. I know the way I found out about BYP 100 was was through that, Um, you know, I saw, like, on Twitter um, folks shutting down, like, a a city council uh, meeting in Chicago, Um, and so that's a lot of what people see about BYP 100, but we also do a lot of other things, we're involved Mm -hmm. in public policy where we do um, education and workshops throughout the city, um, with churches, with with schools, um, we we have like a, a magazine um, of art. Um, so we do like a lot of different things, and it's not all just yelling into a <laughs> microphone, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Um. So, how many? Um. Because I, I have a chapter question, but yeah. how many chapters do you have together?
1: I don't know the exact number. <laughs> um, but we have we have quite a few yeah. we, Our newest chapter like literally less than a month old is um, Atlanta, Georgia okay. um, We have one in Durham, North Carolina, Chicago, of course DC, um, Detroit, New Orleans, New York. and I think there's one in Jackson, Mississippi as well. And I think I'm missing one more okay. <laughs> but, yeah I don't okay. and <laughs> I if, really don't if,
0: um, if there's someone out there who's interested in starting a chapter like how yeah. does that
1: work? Um, so you would have to go to our website um, and and talk to some of the folks that are on staff Mm -hmm. um, and and they'll help you through that process Um, yeah I think getting in touch with with staff would be the way to go um, because they they can help you build build with um, other folks in your community who want to help you out with starting a chapter and give you the resources Um, yeah
0: okay and I think you touched on this a little bit but um, the chapters when they're serving the community Mm Are they, is the work specific to that community? Or just like on your website, what we have listed is what all the chapters cover.
1: A lot of it is specific. Um, so some of what's the same is that um, we all have, um, I guess a foundation of our politics, which again is is ab- being an abolitionist and, and working through a black queer feminist lens. Um, so, so that's one thing, but all the work that they're doing in, in, in different chapters um, is very specific to, to their city because it's a different. They have different issues, different um, landscapes. So you know, we're, we're decriminalizing sex work here in D.C. I know in New York they're um, working with public housing and um, incarcerated folks um, to get them housing. Um, so it's it's definitely specific to to the challenges that each city is facing. Okay.
0: Um, okay. Yeah. The, um, and just you personally, what what are some of your favorite areas to focus on? Um and why. <laughs> yeah,
1: so I'm a, I'm a student of international studies and globalization, so one of my favorite things to do um, is internal um, education with one another um, to kind of sharpen our, our own politics and our own understanding of issues. Um, but my favorite thing within that is to, is to work on um, and, and talk about other issues that are going on um, throughout the world and, and how um, we can be in solidarity with black people all throughout the world, um, in Venezuela and Sudan because um, it's all connected, and we want to see how we can help in creative so ways. So international. Yeah, international. exactly. Okay,
0: okay. Um, and with all the work that your organization has done, where do you see the organization in 10 years? What, what wow. would you like to see for the
1: organization? <laughs> I'll be 33. <laughs> um, in 10 years, hopefully, a lot of this won't, um, we won't have to do some of this, you know? Um, yeah. We won't have to to, to be fighting for, for trans rights in the way that we are, um, but I guess my hope in ten years, is for us to um, to continue building and and strengthening our chapters that we have now, but um, also um, building more throughout the United States. And um, I think until ten years, we'll also have to focus more on like some climate and uh, mm-hmm. environmental issues as well. So mm-hmm. I guess that's what I see. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I
0: mean, it's great to see that you all are focused on other issues. Yeah. That. Um, may become an even bigger issue, say 10 years down, like you said, climate. Right. Um, we hear people talk about it, but when are we really gonna do something about mm-hmm. it? So, um, and then I, the decriminalizing sex workers. So I that's a big thing here in the DC area. Um, I, I just wanna go back to that. So yeah. um, what is some of the work that you've done um, to help push, this, this this movement of decriminalizing sex workers?
1: So a big thing that we're doing is um, community out community outreach um, through canvassing. So talking to people in the city about um, sex work and how they feel about it, getting petition signatures to show the council that there are a lot of people in DC who are, mm-hmm. are supporting this work. Um, we just, in coalition with, with all our, um, the other folks working on this issue, um, the Sex Workers Advocate Coalition, we just reintroduced a bill to, that would decriminalize sex work. Um, and it was introduced about, I think it was a year ago, um, and it died um, before it got a hearing. Um, it, had, it had, I believe, two, two sponsors, um, and this time, when we reintroduced it, we got five co-sponsors. So it's, it's really, um, it's really we've, we've gotten pretty far, um, but that's one of the big things we're doing, and just pushing, pushing the council members. Um, folks are, are meeting um, with council members, um, direct action, of course, um, yeah, It's really, really just trying to talk and educate folks about the issue. Okay. Meeting and with faith leaders too, sorry.
0: <laughs> and, and what has been the overall community response? Like when you're out in the community, yeah. people willing to...
1: There's a lot of people who are actually in support of it. Okay. Um, but there's also a lot of folks who just don't don't know um, a lot about it. There's a lot of um, misleading facts and things out there. Um, but a lot of people are just concerned about their community. They want... Um, they want folks to have resources, and they they don't understand why people are doing this work. Um, and so, you know, we're we're telling them about it and and how they can help. Yeah.
0: Yeah, definitely another topic that right. <laughs> that would be great to discuss because that's not just a DC issue. Yeah. Um, we hear a lot of news stories about trans women, you know, being killed at an yeah. alarming rate. And no one is doing anything about it. Right. You know what to I mean? just
1: now um, in, in, in Maryland, right See? on the D.C. So, line. So, you <laughs> know,
0: if you're not paying attention to it, you'll miss it. And right. I, it's definitely those stories that need to be on the forefront, you know, just like anything else that we hear on the news. So yeah. um, that's part of the, the space at Ujima that we're trying to create yeah. is, you know, we're inclusive of all women, men, children, um, so we need organizations like you to, you know, continue to keep us educated on, yeah. you know, what's going on in your community and how we can be supportive. Because right. with us being um, with us being a national organization, we have legs in all these different spaces. Mm. You know, how do we support those organizations that, um, that home in on a certain area and we can help them build on that? Right. Or, or how can they bring their information to us and we can, you know, blast it out to our communities. Um, so yeah. that's why I think it's very important for people to know who BYP100 is. And um, you know, when my coworker Cheryl first introduced the organization to me, <laughs> um, we, you know, I was reading your website and I was just floored at, you know, just all the things that you guys have accomplished so far. Yeah. So, especially being um, a young organization full of young people, and as young people we get such a bad rap yeah, you know what i mean we Because really we, 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 we want to be heard so bad and now is the time for us to create those platforms yeah. that we can stand upon and not rely on you know those people who just don't want to hear what we have to say don't let that be discouraging you know what i mean so definitely so definitely i continue to do what you all are doing because it's amazing work and um you. (laughs) you know offline i definitely want to discuss how you know we can be supportive but before we wrap up um for those who want to get involved or for those who want more information how can they reach out to you
1: yeah, so you can check out um, B.Y.P. 100 on social media um, at B.Y.P. underscore 100. That's on Twitter and on Instagram. You can check out B.Y.P. 100 org. And if you're in D.C. and want to get involved in the work we're doing, um, you can email us at D.C. period chapter at B.Y.P. 100 org. Great. And also check out D.C.R.M.NOW to check out um, more information about criminalizing sex work
0: okay and then what I'll do is um, we'll post that information on our social media and newsletter when we start promoting the show so that everyone can have that definitely thank you Um, so that's our show (laughs) thank you so much Kyle for um, joining us today and again um, if you want more information about Ujima you can visit us at ujimacommunity.org or on social media the handle is at community. thank you again and we will talk to you guys next time